You are listening to a podcast from Classic City Church. We're glad you've joined us. Our services are held at 10.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings at 595 Prince Avenue in the Piedmont Sanctuary. For more information, please visit www.classiccity.org. This is a sermon from Pastor Lee Mason. Great to have you joining us. If you have a Bible, I hope you've found Romans chapter 4, verse 16 through 21 is what we're going to be looking at today. And we're going to begin a series called Prevailing Faith. And basically, we're just going to look at stories in the Bible about how people like you and I trusted God, and in that trust, their faith prevailed and great things happened. You know, this what we're going to look at today is a, a really a favorite passage of mine in the Bible. Romans chapter 4, verse 16 through 21, it is the story of Abraham and what he went through in his journey of faith. And what this is going to do for us is really get us into what are the sort of guts, what are the sort of internal things that go on in our life when we're really in a faith journey and how to get through them. You know, living by faith is very grueling. It's very challenging. It's very tough. It's very difficult. And this this sort of the way Paul writes this is it sort of lays out a template for what you and I are going to go through as we trust God and as we, we prevail uh, in the different challenges we have in life, as we trust Him. You know, there's a great story in, about faith in uh, the Gospels when Jesus was uh, coming to His disciples who were in the boat out in the middle of the water, and He's walking on water to them, and they're kind of freaked out. And then Jesus looks at one of the guys, Peter, and He says, you know, Come to me. And Peter says, if you tell me to, I will. And he says, come, come on. And, start, and Peter gets out of the boat and literally starts walking on water. Now, you know what? You can't walk on water. And Peter wasn't walking on water. But what he was doing is walking on God's word. And because he was walking on God's word, he could do anything. And this is the challenge of faith. It is a challenge to cleave to the Word of God, regardless of our circumstances, regardless of what's gone on in our past, regardless of, of what sort of threat we feel. Do we cleave to God's Word? And there's a powerful story of this uh, in the story of Abraham. Uh, and if you can read about him in the Bible, it starts in Genesis chapter 11. And what happens, this guy, Ab- he's not, he was called Abram at the time, and he was an idol maker in a land called Ur of the Chaldeans. He just made idols. And God approached him, and God chose him, and initiated a relationship with him. And in doing so, told Abraham, hey, if you will follow me, walk upright, do what I say, I will make you a great nation. Now, at that time, Abraham was 75 years old. His wife, Sarah, was 65 years old. And all throughout their life together, their marriage together, they had never had children. And that was probably something he really longed for, was to have a child, to have an heir. And God promises him, he says, Abram, if you will walk with me and be upright, I'm going to make you, not only am I going to give you a child, but from that child, I'm going to build a great nation, which we know now was the, the Hebrew nation, the, the, the Jewish people came from this uh, miracle uh, that God accomplished through Abraham. So Abraham goes and he, he follows God, he leaves his hometown and goes to a place where is one day going to actually be the geographic land of Israel. And during that journey, Abraham, it's 25 years long before he actually has his child. 
He was 75 when it started. He was 100 years old when his son Isaac was born. And he, during that journey, has a lot of great experiences, and he also has a lot of failures. He makes mistakes, maybe mistakes you and I wouldn't even make. If you read the story, Abraham not once but twice had to go into a land where there was a pagan king, a pagan leader. And that pagan leader thought his old wife was beautiful. I don't know how that happened, but he did. And and Abraham, instead of saying, hey, that's my wife, leave her alone, you know what he said? Oh, yeah, that's my sister. And God actually had to intervene and stop something bad from happening. Abraham had other mistakes. He actually uh, had a child through his handmaid in Hagar. It was because his wife encouraged it. It's not quite as bad as you might think, but it was still a mistake. And he made mistakes like you and I. He, he fell. He had trouble. He had doubts. He had struggles. But he was able to prevail through those struggles in a, in a great way. And because of that, because of his ability to get up, Micah chapter 7, verse 8 says, Don't rejoice over me, O my enemy. Though I fall, I will rise. Though I dwell in darkness, the Lord will be a light to me. And Abraham had that in his gut, that even though I fall, even though I fail, even though I'm struggling with doubt, I am going to keep moving forward. I'm going to get up. And despite my mistakes, despite my insecurities, despite my fears and worries, I am going to cleave to the word of God. And that's what faith is. It's not being perfect. It's not being flawless. It's despite us, despite what's going on around us, despite our circumstances, we cleave to God's word and just don't let go. We walk on it. And this is the, uh, and, and this really powerful stretch of passages here, verses, uh, gets us into this dynamic. So if you, we'll start in verse 16. Let's reread this together. Verse 16 says, Therefore, the promise comes by faith so that, so that it might be by grace and might be guaranteed to all Abraham's offspring, not only those who are of the law, but also those who have the faith of Abraham. He's the father of us all. Now, what he says there, and this is really important for you and I, he says there's a lot of similarities between what you and I go through in our walk with God and what Abraham went through. This is, again, a template of what it means to walk with God. And one of the things he talks about here is that just like you and I, God's promise to Abraham was a promise by grace through faith. God basically told him, hey, look, I am going to do this. You're not going to produce a child. You're too old. Your wife's not going to produce a child. She's too old. I am going to do this work. I am going to bring this about. It is by grace through faith. It was dependent on them believing that God was going to do what he said he would provide, and they just walked with it. This is true of your life and my life. Our faith has to be based in grace. It has to be based in the act in the fact that God has worked and he has acted through Jesus Christ to bring us into a relationship with him. It's when you and I can rest and realize it is not on me to produce salvation. It is not on me to save myself. It is totally on him. It is completely his work that I can stand before God and be connected with God. That's when uh, faith can really start working and start igniting. So he lays that fact out there about Abraham. In verse 17, he continues here. He says, as it is written, 
I have made you a father of many nations. He is, the, he is our father in the sight of God in whom he believed, the God who gives life to the dead and calls into being things that are not. You know, this is a powerful thing about faith. He says, Abraham, he said, this is who you are. I have made you a father of many nations. You know, when you don't have children and you're 75 years old and your wife is 65 and then you follow this God's voice and you go from being 75 to 80, from 85 to 90, 95 on to 96, 97, 98, and you keep believing God, it's because God says something to you. What You are what I say you are. This is a very powerful thing for you and I to believe if we're going to walk with God by faith. We are what he says we are. We are not what our circumstances say we are. We are not what our past says we are. We are what God says we are. And Abraham believed God. Hey, God says I'm a father of many nations. That's what I am. I am a father of many nations. Regardless of what it looks like, regardless of circumstances, that's what I am. You know, I remember as a teenager trying to serve God, trying to follow God, and I was in 11th and 12th grade, I was struggling with sins that a lot of teenage boys struggle with. And I was not wanting to struggle with these. I didn't want to be defeated by them. And it was interesting. I just thought, well, I'm just a fallen sinner. I can't ever overcome this, whatever. And it was interesting to me. I read in the book of Romans, it said, because you're under grace and not under law, sin will not dominate you. I thought, wow. Then I read in Peter, it says that he has given us his precious and magnificent promises so that by them you might escape the corruption in the world by lust and partake of the divine nature. And over and over again, I began to read verses in the Bible that said, you don't have to be dominated by sin. Jesus said something, it's a very famous passage in John chapter 8. He said, if anybody commits a sin, that person is a slave of sin. But if you continue in my word, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And I just began to believe that about myself. And guess what? I, I began to, re, to have the power to overcome these things and to live completely different. It was amazing to me. I had the same experience when it came to fear and insecurity in my life of just applying what God's word says about fear and believing it, believing what it says, not what circumstances say, not what my past has said. I believe what it says. And this is a powerful thing that, that happened in Abraham's life. God said to him, I have made you this. And he believed it. And he believed this about God. God, it says this, he gives life to the dead and he calls into being that which does not exist. He had a wife whose womb was dead. His body was probably dead and infertile. But he said, I'm going to believe in a God who can, who can overcome these obstacles. I'm going to believe in a God who can reverse the weaknesses within me. I'm going to believe a God who actually creates something out of nothing which is what our awesome God did. I am going to believe in him. I'm going to believe in his power within me to make me who he says he is, not what my circumstances or my past says I am. And he goes on here in verse 18. He says, against all hope, Abraham in hope believed and so became the father of many nations. Just as it had been said of him, so shall your offspring be. What a really powerful 
uh, phrase this is. And it's really neat how, if you read in the King James Version, it says, in hope against hope, Abraham believed. What a powerful passage. Because there's a lot of times when things look hopeless. And, and, but God says, you know what? In against hope, believe. In hope against hope, believe. And this is what Abraham did here. And we can read about that in verse 18. And then he, he goes on, and it's, it's really powerful how, why he was able to do this. The Bible says, so shall your offspring be. That was quoting something God said to Abraham several times in his life. When Abraham was in a place of doubt, a place of worry, a place of wondering, a place of questioning God, God would take him out at night, and he would look up at the, scar, at the stars in the sky, and he would say, Abraham, your descendants are going to be just like these stars up there. And then he would take him along during the day, and he would say, see the sand on the, on the, on the shore here? Your descendants are going to be just like the sand. And it's interesting that whether it was in the daytime or the nighttime, God gave Abraham a reminder of his word. Your descendants are going to be like the sand. Your descendants are going to be like the stars. And it, it planted God's word and God's dream and God's vision for Abraham in his life. And we need to have the same thing. Because in hope, against hope, we'll believe if we are planning God's dream and God's vision and God's word uh, for us in our lives. And he goes on here in verse 19. It says, without weakening in his face, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was 100 years old and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Look, he was very aware of the circumstances. He wasn't in denial. You and I don't need to be in denial when things are challenging. When things are tough, he wasn't. But it goes on here in verse 20. Yet, despite being very aware of the facts, he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith, and he gave glory to God. He was fully persuaded God had the power to do what he had promised. And this is what needs to be happening in your life and my life. We need to be fully persuaded God has the power to do what he promised. We can see tough circumstances, challenging circumstances. Things can actually be getting bleaker. But he says he did not waver in unbelief. He grew strong in faith despite natural circumstances. How can that happen? It's because you are more moved by God's word and God's truth and what he says and what's going on around you. And this is the key to faith. Look, faith is a grueling journey. It is a, it is a, it is, I heard one writer even said, he said the most difficult thing in the world for a human being to do is to live by faith, is to actually trust God. It's grueling. And the way to get through it is in these grueling, grueling moments, in hope against hope, when we contemplate the, the deadness and the seriousness of the thing is to be moved by the promises of God, yet with respect to the promise of God, to remember who he said we are and to, and to move forward with that. Look, I want to just encourage you. I know that you're probably, some of us may be facing some very challenging circumstances, or maybe you're pursuing some, something God's put on your heart, a dream he's put on your heart, and God is telling you this is what I want to do in your life. And it is challenging, and it's grueling, and it's a battle. I want to encourage you, cleave to God's word regardless. If you fall, get up. If you doubt, get alone with God and work it out and let him plant a, a vision for what he wants to do in your life back in your heart. But keep moving and keep moving forward. It is a glorious thing 
to live a life of faith. It is a glorious thing to cleave to God's word regardless of your circumstances, regardless of what may happen through life. It's a beautiful thing. You know, I'm going to close. I remember uh, several years ago, there used to be a commercial. Actually, it's one of my favorite commercials ever. I think because I was a dad when this, uh, a young dad when this commercial came out, and it just, one of them appealed to it. But it had this commercial. It was a Visa commercial. These are people trying to get you in, deep debt. And, but they made a great commercial. And in that commercial, uh, it had a dad taking his kid to a ball game and talked about the price of the tickets were $75, the price for parking, the price for this, the price for that, the cost of a, this, this, this. And it talked about all the costs involved, but then it said, having a day at the ball game with your son, priceless. And that's what the walk of faith is really like. There's, there's challenges. It involves things. It involves a commitment to get in God's word. It involves a, a, the commitment to in hope against hope believe. But you know what really is, is powerful is the experience, the journey with God is utterly priceless. And I want to encourage you to get on that journey of faith, trusting God regardless of circumstances, and see him do the powerful things he did in Abraham's life he'll do in yours. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the power of faith. And it is an incredible thing that you have given us and gifted human beings faith. Lord, we understand that you use faith to create the world. And you entrust us with this ability to trust you and cleave to you and see your purposes and your plans for our lives come about. We thank you for it. We pray that you would give us a faith that prevails through circumstances and through trials and tragedies in life. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Classic City Church. We hope that together we can honor the greatness of Jesus by growing spiritually, living authentically, and participating in his purposes. For more information or more sermons from Classic City Church, please visit www.classiccity.org.